The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello there, I'm your host Peter Strachan. Welcome to Stockheads Rock Yarn. PYX Resources is a mineral sands producer with operations in central Kalimantan, Indonesia. It is listed on the London Stock Exchange and Australia's National Exchange, which was formerly the Newcastle Exchange. The company has recently added rutile as a valuable byproduct to its initial zircon-focused production operations. Here to bring us up to date with the company's activities is the company's chairman and chief executive officer, Oliver Hassler. Welcome, Oliver. Firstly, uh, Oliver, can you give us a little bit of a background on yourself and also how PYX came to acquire these zircon-rich interests in Kalimantan? Thank you very much, Peter. Uh, Yes, sure. So I'm a Swiss citizen. Actually, I'm an international, I feel an international citizen. I've led companies all over the world in different sectors. I've been in the metal business, the glass business, the coffee business. And my last big project was a listed company in Spain in the natural resources and paper industry. I graduated in material engineering with a master's degree in metallurgy from the Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, Switzerland. And as every good Swiss, I served in the army and I'm an artillery officer. The last project in 2019, I sold a listed company in Spain that I was managing. I took over the company 2015 with a market cap of 300 million and sold it three years afterwards for 1.6 billion for a listed company on the London Stock Exchange. So I was looking for a new challenge and an investment bank in Hong Kong contacted me to see if I had an interest in a mining project, this mining project in central Kalimantan where the original owners, uh, one group from Indonesia, one from Australia, were looking for a way of monetizing their investment. So I went through the due diligence, everything that had an impact on the valuation of the company I did with international companies. And uh, so it is in Indonesia, when you're looking for international companies, you usually end up dealing with Australians. So the York Report auditing engineering was done by Australian companies. So that's how our venture started, and we we listed in the National Stock Exchange of Australia in February 2020. And as you mentioned, we recently listed on the London on the main market of the London Stock Exchange in November 2021. So Oliver, we've got something in common because I also studied metallurgy. The company has established a small production unit in Indonesia, delivering concentrates of zircon and now uh, updated uh, with rutile and other titanium byproducts to global markets. Can you please tell us about the extent of these alluvial deposits that PYX is mining and what work has been done to outline and define the tonnes and the grade of that mineralisation? Yes, not only do we have a very large mine with 10.5 million tons of inferred uh, zircon resources. It's also very high quality uh, product. We have an assemblage value of $1,680 per ton, which is three to five times larger than uh, our publicly listed peers. 
And that is because we're zircon mine with byproducts of rutal and ilmenite, where while most of the mineral sands mines in the world are ilmenite uh, mines with byproducts of zircon and rutal. And this is important. It impacts the assemblage value because zircon is the most expensive of these products. So obviously, if you have more of this, you have a natural uh, high margin. And these two mines, and in general Kalimantan, have a very high concentration of zircon. Our first mine, Mandiri, has a zircon concentration of 4.8%, and the second one, Tisma, 3.3%, while most of the mines have a zircon concentration of 05 to 1%. So they're very rich mines. But in addition to this, Kalimantan zircon is known for the very high whiteness and also for the low radioactivity and low alumina content which makes it a very looked for uh, product, especially for the high tech industry. So we export, we don't export concentrate like most of the countries in the world. We export processed premium zircon with a grade of 65.5. That's good. And that suits the Indonesian uh, sort of their regulations there where they want uh, product to be upgraded before it's uh, sold overseas rather than just, you know, selling raw materials. That is correct. Your second question was about the production and what we have done. Our, our mine has been, Mandiri has been in production since 2015. So since we listed in 2020, we focused on increasing the capacity of our mineral separation plant, which we increased in December, we announced that we have increased the capacity by 33% to reach 24,000 tons. And the intention of utilizing that additional capacity uh, to produce rutile and in the future ilmenite. So we have just started with that uh, process. Also, we inherited, as far as the mining activity, third-party local miners, which are relatively expensive. And we have a huge opportunity of drastically reducing costs by about $700 per ton by doing our own in-house mining. And we're in the process of testing that uh, right now. So we're testing our own in-house mining unit. This just uh, this is an environmentally friendly process. At the end, we're, we're mining sands. So at the end, it's mainly gravitational process. On the extraction side, it's a scrubber, trommel, CD tanks, and, and spirals which are then transported to the mineral separation plant, where again, by gravity on shaking tables, dryers, and then we do an electric and static separation and you have the end product. So as you can see, there's no chemicals uh, added in the process. Yeah, yeah, it's a very uh, very simple process. It's heavy minerals. It's uh, gravity and, uh, and electromagnetics to get the magnetics out of it. But uh, are you are you operating in river valleys there in in Kalimantan, or where does how does the mineralization occur? Yes, it was. I mean, it's mainly the sedimentation from the from the Kahayan River. So so that's what you have the sedimentation that was left behind. So Oliver, you've touched on the mineral assemblage, and as you say, it's a really unusual deposit. And it's so high in uh, zircon. What's the the other the rutile and ilmenite, and are there any other byproducts? I mean, sand itself is actually quite a valuable commodity in some parts of the world. Yes, we have, uh, I mean, ilmenite and rutile between both of them is around 1%, so it's much lower than, than zircon, but it's having exactly the same price pressure like we saw on zircon last year. I think we're, we're, the market is all, in general, very bullish on the, on the future of this 
minerals, especially since in Australia the government declared both uh, zircon and titanium oxide feeds, so ilmenite and rutile, like uh, one of the 24 critical metals and minerals for the transition into carbon zero. So there is not enough supply for the actual demand and the growing demand into the future, which is, is making this price market so bullish. A number of years ago, Oliver, I was in Banjamison on the coast uh, where they were mining alluvial diamonds. I don't suppose you found any diamonds in amongst your mineralization there. Not in ours, but uh, as you will say, the entire region is known for alluvial gold and diamonds. And, and it is one of the big future prospects for, for mineral sands. And our intention, we're the first industrial company to mine mineral sands in the area. So I see ourselves positioned ideally to become the consolidator of the mineral sands industry in central Kalimantan. We acquired a second mine and we're constantly looking for new opportunities. Yeah. So just to be clear, what's the mining technique? Is it sort of dry mining or a dredging operation? It's a dredging operation. So you basically put the waste product back to where you initially mined it from and it's basically you leave the, the countryside pretty much as it was once you've gone through. Absolutely, that's correct. So just looking at your reports, the company was cash flow negative from early operations last year. What are the plans to expand the plant and add more production and more value to move the uh, operations uh, into the black? Okay, yeah, like all these new projects, we were cash negative very slightly. I mean, it was around $1 million. Why expect us to get into the black during this uh, the next uh, six months and it's mainly our focus is on one side increasing the volume the first phase of our project calls for a project at 24,000 tons and then we will grow into 48,000 tons and as i mentioned a drastic cost reduction by doing our own uh, in-house mining and diversifications into uh, rutile and ilmenite with uh, uh, funds that we have from the IPO and the fundraise we did in June, we have enough resources because, as you saw, we're we have no debt. Uh, we have enough resources to grow organically. But based on the actual situation of the market, uh, we are considering to accelerate our project. Well, certainly the prices are good. So how how is the product actually transported to customers, and what are your marketing arrangements in place? So, so as you mentioned, you have been in Banjamarsin, which is actually the port we, we utilize in South Kalimantan. And we're lucky with the logistics because uh, Palankaraya, where we are based, was one of the prospects to become the new capital city of Indonesia. And as a result of that, we have government paved roads, uh, roads all the way to our tenement and from the tenement to the factory and the factory to Banjamarsin and Sampit, which are major ports. You have seen it. These are high volume ports used to export uh, coal, iron ore and, and palm oil. So we don't have to invest uh, in these usually very high parts of, of the capex. So we transport them by containers all over the world. We have been in production since 2015. So we export to China, Taiwan, India, Germany, France, UK, Spain, Brazil, Mexico. At the end, I mean, it's, it's this, this lack of supply is so big that we're right now, one of our customers asked us for a 200 ton air shipment. So, I mean, there's there's a real, real tensions in the market. Does the, does the product go out in bulk of bags or does it go straight into a container? 
No, it's bulk bags. So we do export according to the needs of our customer in one ton or two ton bags, all with a zircon content of over 65.5 uh, grade, which is, is what uh, Indonesian legislation uh, demands. What are the fiscal terms uh, appropriate for miners in this part of Indonesia? Okay, so we pay a royalty for export of zircon of, of 1.5%. Then we pay on, on land, it's, it's $4 uh, per uh, hectare. There's a corporative tax of, of 22% and a building tax of 5% of devaluation. Yeah, and the depreciation, is that, can you depreciate rapidly or is that sort of over a longer period? No, you have to do linear depreciation in, in Indonesia for tax purposes. And uh, we spoke about the, the high value product that you're uh, already as, sending out. Do you think the government of Indonesia has further plans to mandate value adding in the process train to titanium or oxides or zirconium? But they have done that. So right now, that's just the reason we are processing our zircon and we're not exporting concentrates like the mines in Australia and, and South Africa are doing. So all of our exports are, are premium as zir, uh, zircon, all processed. And the same will happen is with ilmenite and, and rutile. So, Oliver, can you give us a bit of a snapshot of the balance sheet of uh, PYX at the moment and, and just talk about your budget for capital works through the coming year? The information we made public last was $9.7 million in cash and, and no debt. And we will continue, as I mentioned, to invest mainly on two things, on uh, doing our own in-house mining on, on the Mandiri tenement, the one that is in production. So most of our resources will be based on that and to make sure that we increase the capacity to diversify into uh, Rutal and Ilmenite. And, and we can grow organically with, with the profits, the operational, uh, the operation launches. And we'll consider if we want to accelerate the process and start producing on Tisma just because of these wonderful market conditions. I mean, like you saw, the straight uh, tensions between Australia and China, and China's the biggest off-taker, Australia the biggest producer. We're in Indonesia, which is a belt and road country. There is a lack uh, of supply. The China economy is growing. India is coming out of a pandemic. Europe as well, so they will increase their usage. Our product is a critical mineral towards carbon uh, zero, and a lot of the mines are reaching lower productive areas as they reach the end of their mine life or have had problems in production like several countries in, in, in Africa. So we believe the time is perfect to accelerate our project. Yeah, I mean, people think about Zircon for ceramics and in the building trade and so forth. But of course, as you say, it's becoming high quality glasses, uh, glass, which is used in the uh, more in the technology and renewable energy space as well. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's used for, and the fastest growth is in the technology area where it's used for solar cells, energy storage, nuclear power plants, hydrogen storage, smartphone, 3D printing, fuel cells, etc. So Oliver, just for a bit of um, perspective, can you tell the listener how the price of Zircon has actually moved like over in the last 18 months to two, to two years? And where is it now? In December 2020, we were selling at $1,318 per tonne. We ended up the year in December selling at an average of 2,460. That's in December 2021. 
And today we're selling at 2,570. So it's doubled. Yes. And it's continued to be, I'm very bullish about it in the future as well. So just finally, Oliver, what's your expectation for uh, news flow from the company over the next six months? Well, we have started like what you mentioned uh, at the beginning with the, with our production of Rutile. We also announced that we are in the process of investing for the production of Ilminite. We will continue to inform the, the, the market about our increase in, in volume and, and, and sales. Shortly, we will have an operational update for the results we achieved in 2021. We are announcing our annual results on, on March 16, and then we continue to announce uh, the results on our sustainability project, which we call Big Scarce. Well, that's uh, going to be a pretty active period for you. You're uh, basking in the glow of uh, strong prices for the products you sell. You have a large resource, and uh, you're able to, you know, modularize that and expand it. And uh, you're adding value from the resource that you started with just the zircon and now you're adding the titanium products are coming off it so it's going to be quite interesting to watch you and we will be watching with great interest so oliver thank you very much for coming in to talk talk to us at uh, stockhead rock yarn today and uh, we'll be uh, waiting for your march results which i'm sure will be of interest to the investor thank you very much peter